0: Welcome to another venture podcast I'm your host Dan wills, and I believe that if you are listening today, then you are listening for a reason and a purpose and I pray that God will give you that reason and purpose as you are listening to venture uh, we are in part two of a four part message series called uh, a way out and we are dealing with temptation, and all of us are tempted in different ways and And so I'm excited to share with what God has put on my heart today. Uh, But first I want to talk about next week in part three, I think it's going to be my favorite of all the weeks. Uh, We are going to talk about the Holy Spirit's role to give you strength to find your way out. And then in week four, uh, we are going to look at the reality that whatever you feed grows and whatever you starve dies. And we're going to ask the question, how do you or how do we feed ourselves spiritually to have the strength to overcome temptation? So I hope you'll join us uh, for the next couple of weeks as well. But what I would love for you to do today is I would, I would just prayerfully listen to this message, you know, through this podcast, through the lens of maybe your top one or, or two greatest temptations, you know. Uh, and this is really important because I want you to listen to and experience, um, this teaching through, through the lens of a, of a good struggle for you. And if you are comfortable or in a place that you can maybe uh, jot something down, uh, maybe write your greatest temptation, and I would just love for you to do that because I, I, you know, I just really want you to really focus on that. A lot of people, uh, if they write something down, tend to uh, remember a little bit more or focus a little bit more on that. So if you would write the, whatever your greatest temptation is down and uh, put that into your mind, okay? Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of your, uh, of ideas to get your minds rolling. For example, some of you would say, honestly, that maybe you're really vulnerable to overeating or or you're having um, an addiction to sugar of some kind, or, or some of you, maybe you overspend. You know, you shouldn't buy anything else, and yet when it's on sale, you lose all power of resistance, and you tell yourself you saved money, you tell your spouse you saved money, and you know you lost money, but, but you tell yourself that and you end up overspending and, and buying something you really didn't need with money you don't really have. Or for some of you, it may be a substance, you know. Uh, and this is incredibly uncommon as well, as we all know today, that there is something in a bottle or, or there is something that you smoke or there is something that you shoot. And honestly, that seems to have more power over you than you have the ability to resist it. Uh, you literally can 't get much time at all with this without the substance that that carries you, and, and some of you are battling with lust you know and the reality is, according to so many studies, it would be a big percentage of people you are looking at things that fuel this wrong energy and, and you are acting out on it and and some of you are hating it, and yet you still do it uh, you don 't want to, but you end up doing it anyways. Some of you are tempted to criticize. It's almost like you have taken criticism to a, to a spiritual gift side of things and 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 you are so good at it. You can pick apart uh anything. In fact, you've probably already, as listening to this venture podcast today, that you've you found 14 things wrong with it and and and, and we're not even uh even a quarter way through it, you know? And, and you're just getting going. Some of you you're going to kick back and go, you know what? I'm glad old so-and-so is maybe listening to this podcast or, or maybe I'm going to share this podcast with somebody I know later on because they're all jacked up and, and I don't have any temptation. I don't have any weaknesses. And so here's what I want you to do. Uh, When you get a moment, write down the word pride with a big old capital P with it, because we are all vulnerable somewhere, somehow, in some way. And honestly, I really hope that you will listen to this message today through the lens of what is perhaps your biggest temptation. I want to revisit again today our our key text that we we shared last week. We looked at, uh, uh, and we're going to look at it in every week uh, uh, during this series, but uh, we're talking from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, a verse that's very truthful and it gives us hope. Here's what it says, uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Now I want to pause there. We're about halfway through verse 13. Because um, to be human is to be vulnerable to temptation. You know, don't ever think you are above it. Because the moment you think, hey, I couldn't be tempted here is when you often will be. For example, I, I think I actually slipped into some pride about my uh, my disciplined eating, okay? Until a month ago, I, I ate everything and, and anything I wanted all the time, anywhere, okay? It was nothing for me to down four Krispy Kreme donuts in a moment's time and not even break a sweat, okay? And I would do that often. One day I woke up and I said, wow, I, I just can't do this anymore, you know? you know? I hope you know what I'm talking about, right? I recognized I needed to change my eating habits, and so I decided to change that. And it was with the help of God and a push from a friend, but, but God gave me the strength to do this. And I believe he renewed my mind. He changed my appetite. And now it's been over a month, and I, I haven't had a soda uh, of any kind. I, I've almost eliminated any sugars that aren't in food naturally. And as of, uh, of, uh, this past week, I, I weighed myself, I've lost over 18 pounds, right? And so I'm thinking I've pretty much got this down until the other day. My, my son brought home a box of don- donuts, Dunkin' Donuts to be specific. And and I walked by the, the dining, tr- dining room table where they sat and, and I swear, There was like this light shining on it somehow, like this Aurora around this box of donuts. And I'm like, no, I can't do it, you know? And so I walked by them. And as I'm walking by them, I'm literally going across the house into my bedroom thinking, get behind me, Dunkin' Donuts, you know? Get behind me because I'm not going to eat you guys today, okay? Okay. But the next thing you know, my mind is is in fantasy land and, and I'm kind of seeing cars and, and trucks with wheels that are, are made of donuts for some reason. And I'm literally, I'm thinking I could eat them right off the vehicles and nobody would ever even know, you know, and in, I'm, in my mind, and I know this is probably kind of crazy, but this is what I thought, okay, I'll just go back in there and see if they are still on the table as if poof, you know, they will be gone or something. That's literally what's going on in my mind. So I went in there and of course they're still there, they're on the table. And so I'm looking at these Dunkin' Donuts, you know, I'm just looking at them and they're there and I thought, I always want to model servanthood, you know, this box is, is not open and so I'll just help everyone else. I'll be a role model for my kids and my wife and, and do things for others and just, open them up. Right. Well, the next thing, you know, I put my face over the box and I start to start to take a smell of them. You know, I've got discipline, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to smell them. Just, just, just breathe it in. Right. (laughs) <laughs> well, 20 minutes later, I'm in the bathroom with the door locked and I'm eating two of these donuts, just stuffing my face with them, you know? And and as you're listening, don't judge me because I could have eaten that whole box if I really wanted to. I just knew that somebody was going to have to use the bathroom pretty soon, right? And so I'm just chowing these two donuts down. But the moment you think you're standing firm is when you're very, very vulnerable to sin. You know, those who say, I don't really need this today. You need it the most of all. Because the reality is that so many times people are so incredibly guilty when they are tempted, you know, they'll say, I'm such a failure as a Christian and I was tempted again. But to be human is to be tempted. Coming to Christ does not mean the absence of temptation. It means proclaiming war on the temptation that is already there. The good news is that you don't have to fight alone, okay? Let's, let's continue in, our, in our, our scripture in verse 13. You Remember, we we're about halfway through. And if we continue, it says, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And quite honestly, you know, this is why some of you are listening today, because you've been gripped by something that seems to have more power than your ability to resist. You know, God is going to minister you to your hope and faith today. And every single time you are tempted, our God will always give you a way out. I want to talk today about how we resist temptation. In order to understand how to resist, I want to start with the process of temptation, I read an article that talked about these five steps that happen every single time before someone does the wrong thing. These steps can take days, weeks, months, or even years, or, or literally you can go through all five of these steps in a matter of moments. So I, I hope you are listening really intently. These are the steps towards temptation and sin. The first is a thought, okay? A thought. It starts with a thought. Then it moves into imagination. Then you, then some form of justification, and then we make a choice. And then, of course, we're all followed it up with a, a sin. So you have thought, imagination, justification, choice, and sin. You know, it's something like this. Thought, I, I'd like a donut, okay? Imagination, I, I can eat the donut right off the vehicle if need be, okay? Justification, I haven't had anything in a while. I've been working very hard. A donut isn't going to hurt me anyway, right? And the choice is I'm going to just smell them then. I'm just I'm just gonna smell them. And then the sin hiding in the bathroom eating donuts, you know, how did that happen? You know, thought maybe for you buying another outfit would be a sin. Well obviously buying an outfit is not a sin, but if you've got eighteen you've you've never worn, you know, and you're in debt and you've made a promise not to do it anymore, then then it, it probably is a sin. You know, there's a thought, I I feel kind of alone right now and, and empty on the inside and buying an outfit would make me feel so good. And then you have the imagination part. I can see the Instagram post now. Oh girl, you look so good. And smiley face, kissy face, heart, heart, heart fire, you know, and then you have justification. I haven't bought one since Wednesday. You know, it's only been a few days and then there's choice. Let's go online and see if there, there are any sales. Ooh. There's one for 25% off. Glory to God. He provided savings for me. And then the sin comes in and we buy it. Or thought, I'm bored. I think I'll see what's on my phone. Imagination, I, I saw something last week that got me excited. Justification, no big deal. Everybody else looks. What nobody knows is not going to hurt them. And besides, my wife is not meeting my needs in the way she should. So choice, I'm just going to look. Click, 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 send, you know? Where does it start? It always starts with a thought. We need to recognize that what happens in those first critical moments of temptation, they are far more important than you could ever imagine. So what we are going to do is we are going to decide ahead of time, knowing that we will be tempted. We are going to decide ahead of time how to resist temptation so, so that we will not fall into something that hurts the heart of God and is destructive to us and, and to others. So the question is, how do we fight our way out? Well, James chapter 4, verse 7, basically shows us two things. The first thing, and if you're listening, is, is that we're we're first going to fight by submitting to God. We're going to be submitting to God. Okay, and that's exactly what James says in four, verse seven. Here's what it says Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, what's interesting is that I always thought of resisting the devil as the first thing you should do. You've got to fight against it. But James says, no, the first thing you need to do before you fight against temptation is you submit to God. Why? Well, because you don't have the strength on your own. Your, your fleshly, uh, sinful nature is too weak. You, know? you are not designed to live the victorious life alone. You need the help of Christ. And, and that's why every temptation is an invitation to depend on Christ. So, so we submit to God. What does that mean to you? It can mean a lot of different things. You know How do you submit to God? Some of, of you would have to acknowledge that what you are doing is wrong and sinful, and that's where you need to start. You know Because we live in a society of masterful justifiers. You know Everybody else does it. It's just the way it is nowadays. It's just the way God made me anyway. If I didn't have this desire, if God didn't want me to have this desire, he wouldn't have given it to me. And so God understands anyway, you know, I deserve it. Nobody else knows. And this just, just my one little thing that I, that I have. Listen to me carefully. Okay. If you are doing anything inconsistent with God's word, that is sinful behavior. And some of you need to start there by acknowledging that it's wrong. Some of you know it's wrong and you're too proud to get help. Uh, some of you need to submit to God and say, yes, I need help. Others of you, it will be a deeper level of submission. And I, and I don't know what that means to you or what it's going to mean for you, but I will tell you what it means to me. Submission to God is a daily decision that I, that I must make. I must make it daily. Why? because I am so easily distracted. okay? I can be all into God. God, I'm here for your glory. God, I love you so much. And then all of a sudden, it's shiny thing, shiny thing, shiny thing, because that's the way I am. I am. I'm so easily distracted. For me, it is a daily, every single day, without exception, a decision to submit to God. And I'll tell you, this is what I do every day when I wake up. The first thing I do is I go to the bathroom because that's the way God made us, you know, and and he's going to understand. So the first thing is you can get up and you can go to the bathroom, but, but then I do my reading plan, my Bible plan before I ever leave the house. Okay. And then I go to my office and then I have prayer time and I pray for things that are on my list of things that I'm praying for. It might be you that are listening today and, or my congregation in my home church and or or just my personal prayers that I have and I pray every day. And I also pray pray a a prayer of submission. I've prayed it for several years and it's a and it's a daily prayer. And I need it daily because when I've submitted to God like that, it's easier to resist temptation when I'm when I'm not submitted to God, I am as vulnerable as the worst person that you know and and, and can give into temptation just like that. I must daily submit to God. Here's what happens. Because the question is, what is temptation? Well, remember last week, temptation is anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God, right? So anything that promises, if you do this, if you smoke this, if you take this, then uh, then you're going to be satisfied. It, it, It is inconsistent with God's truth. It promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. What happens is that you have a choice on what you will rely upon. You have a choice. I can rely on what is in a bottle. You know, this medicates me or this helps me feel good or, or I can rely on God. I can rely on something that I smoke because it helps me or I can rely on God. I can rely on food. You know, this tastes so good. It's my reward. It brings me comfort or I can rely on God. I can rely on which which promises me satisfaction, or I can rely on the only one that gives true satisfaction. You make that choice. That's why daily I have to submit myself to God, because the lies and temptations of this world can be so appealing. Therefore, God, today I give every part of my being to you. When I am submitted to God, it's easier to resist temptation. When I'm not submitted to God, it is incredibly harder to resist temptation. What do we do? The first thing we do is we submit our whole lives to God. We submit ourselves to God. The second thing we do, and if you're, if you're taking notes of some way or another, we resist the devil. It's that obvious. We resist the devil. We submit ourselves to God and resist the devil. How many of you ever heard of, of someone say, well, I just couldn't resist. I just, I just couldn't resist it. I'm sure there's many of you that have heard that before. Listen to me. With Christ, you can resist. This is what James says. James says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. I will illustrate it like this. Many years ago, my wife and I lived in an apartment that was on the bottom floor. And and there were many times that I would be sitting in the living room watching TV, and I would hear a noise that sounded like it was in the wall or it was coming from outside by the patio doors there. And every once in a while, I would get up and put my ear to the wall and listen. And I would hear a scratch sound, but but it wasn't coming from the inside of the wall. And so I would peek out the patio doors, and, and I wouldn't see anything. And so I would open up them and crack a little bit and still didn't see or, or hear anything. So I would go back and, and watch my TV. Well, this went on for a couple of weeks, and until one day I, I did my routine where I'm checking everything again. But this time, instead of just opening the patio door a crack, I, I opened them up all the way. And I stepped outside and, and there it was, it was a possum and it scared me half to death. I I believe I screamed like a, like a little girl. And I, and I, I'll be honest. I think I might even pee in my pants a little bit. I'm not sure, but I ran back inside and I shut the door and I hollered for my wife and, and she comes running out there and I I tell her, Hey, there's a, there's a possum outside. And she says, well, go get rid of it. And so I was like, at this point, I got a I got to man up, right? I got, I got to get rid of this possum. It's, it's, you know, it's got to have to happen. And so, you know, I was thinking, well, this possum is, you know, small, you know, and and I'm a big guy. And so I take a broom and and I head out the door and I take this broom and I, I give this little guy a push with the broom to try to kind of sweep him off the porch. And this little guy turns into a big guy and he grabs my broom out of my hands and he throws it across the yard. And, and I'm probably exaggerating a bit, but it, it does take it out of my hands. And again, I'm screaming like a little girl and I and I think I peed my pants again, you know, and, and I did what anybody else would do at this situation. I ran back inside again, but I still needed this, this thing gone, right? I still need this possum to be, be gone. So I decided that I will show my manly voice, right? And I'll let him know who was boss, you know. And so I roared as loud as I could. And, and this possum turned around and, and ran away. And it was awesome because he was gone. It worked, you know. Well, it's a very, in a very real sense, this is what you do when you are attacked by the evil one. You are already submitted to God. So your confidence is, is not in yourself Your confidence is in Christ inside of you. So whenever temptation comes in the form of a possum or a lion, because Satan comes at you like a roaring lion, and by the way, on a side note, don't tell me cats are not of this devil, you know, thing, because of that whole principle, you know. Anyway, we'll move on. Whenever you see that enemy come up, with every bit of faith inside of you, you essentially roar, you know, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. We recognize that within, that Christ in you is stronger than the wrong desires in you. You acknowledge and recognize that we are actually in a war. See, Christianity is not a playground. It is a battleground. Ephesians says, we battle not against flesh and blood, but it's powers and principalities of this dark world. And and what we do literally is we fight with weapons that are not of this world. Scripture says our, our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. You know, what are strongholds? We've talked about this in the past, those things that have held you hostage for years. You see, you have divine, powerful weapons. What kind of weapons do we have? We have the power of prayer. We can petition our God who who hears us. We have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, which we can quench the fiery darts of the evil one. We have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have the belt of truth. Our shoes are, are prepared with the gospel of the readiness of peace. Whenever temptation comes our way, we should say, I was expecting you. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And then you fight back. You have been prepared. You already sought God and you know his strength is with you. His word is hidden in your heart that you may not sin against him and you stand your ground. I've already submitted to God. God is with me today. Here's a real powerful thought, okay? And if you have a chance to write this down, uh, I, I hope you will. It's a real powerful thought. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to eliminate it whenever you can. I'm going to say that again because it's so powerful. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to eliminate it whenever you can. For example, this is what Solomon was saying to his son, giving him advice in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. And these verses kind of make me laugh because it reminds me of a father and son talk. And that's basically what's going on, okay? Here's what he says to basically stay out of temptation. He says, do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers, okay? What's he even saying? Well, saying, don't even set your foot on the path. Don't even do that. Stay away from it. Now watch this, son, in case you aren't paying attention. I'm going to say it a few different ways. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it. Go your own way. Hey, you, listen to me. I'm going to say it again. You know that path that leads to evil. Avoid it. Don't travel on it. Turn from it and go your own way. And I can see the son going, I got it, dad. I I I got it. No, I don't think you are listening to me, son. I'm going to tell you again. Get your butt out of Dodge. Run, Forrest, run. Stay out of the path of the evil one. Get away from it. Don't get close to it. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to avoid it and eliminate it whenever you can. What I do is I ask myself this question. Why in the world would I resist temptation in the future if I have the power to eliminate it today? For some of you, this is your moment. This is a game changer for you. Why would I resist temptation in the future if I have the power to eliminate it today? How does that play out in your life? Well, if you eat chips, which I know a lot of you probably do, and you could eat nine bags of chips. When you are in the grocery store, you skip the chip aisle, okay? You grow straight to the toilet paper aisle because you're going to need it if you eat nine bags of chips, but because you can't get in trouble in the toilet paper aisle either, so go there. That's just what you do. You got a problem with alcohol, you, you don't go to the bar. When you go into the gas station, you pay outside and you don't walk in because there's alcohol in the gas station, right? And if you're overcoming drugs, you don't go around people who are smoking and and shooting stuff, okay? That's just what you do. If every time you go in the gym and you are tempted to go, ooh, look at the girl with yoga pants, oh, another one with yoga pants on, then listen to me. You don't go to the gym. You work out at home to an app, okay? Or you're at work and you're about to give in and do something wrong and have an affair with somebody, You, you know you're vulnerable, you switch departments, or or guess what? You switch jobs. And you might be asking, are you that dead serious? I am that dead serious. You've got to get yourself out of that place. If you are a technological freak and you know how to get around the safeguards and you are really vulnerable to look at the wrong stuff, guess what? You don't have a smartphone. You have a dumb one that flips open. Why? Because why would you resist any temptation you have the power to eliminate? You decide ahead of time. I'm going to distance myself from this. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to eliminate it when possible. The moment it becomes a thought. You know, I'm already prepared. My mind is already submitted to Christ today. I've already agreed not to look at something or to say something wrong or act in some wrong way. The moment it becomes a thought, I immediately go to Jesus because I know in Hebrews 2.18 that he says Jesus himself suffered when he was tempted. And because of that, he is able to help those of us who are being tempted. See, my Jesus is not sitting at the right hand of God the Father going, he tripped up again. My Jesus is sitting there saying, I'm here to help him get out. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. Instead of feeling shame and and condemnation or guilt, we should feel hope. Why? Because our God is faithful and he will never let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. When you are tempted, our God will always provide way out. Amen. Thanks for listening to another Venture Podcast. I hope you'll join us next week as we talk about dealing with temptation and how God gives us a way out. Talk to you soon. If you would like to know more about Venture Podcasts by Chandler Acres, and you would like to support this ministry, please visit our website at chandleracreschurch.com.